Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Dr. Mehmet Oz, world-renowned heart surgeon, is here with the latest critical inside information on how to stay young and healthy. Health is it, baby. Health is everything. Health beats shoes, let me tell you. <laughs> doesn't matter what kind of shoes you got on, if you got high blood pressure, it really doesn't. So let's get right to it. Dr. Oz says there are three things you can do in the bathroom in just three minutes that will keep you living longer. What are they? Well, it's about using your senses. You want to hear what the stool, the poop, sounds like when it hits the water. And that sounds crazy, but if it sounds like a bombardier, you know, plop, plop, plop. That's not right, because it means you're constipated. It means this, the, the food is too hard by the time it comes out. It should hit the water like a diver from Acapulco hits the water. <laughs> now, that, that's the sound test. That's the sound test. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Then there's the sight test. Look at it. I mean, okay. everyone looks at their stool. They don't admit it, but they look. It should be shaped. Let's have an admission here today. <laughs> Let's have an admission here today. How many of you, yeah. Devin, you know what? It's a funny thing. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> then I heard that everybody looks at their stool. Absolutely. You think Britney Spears, she's looking at her stool. Okay, go ahead. But go that's ahead. good, right? You okay. should look at it. And it what, should, you're looking at it to see what? It should be shaped like an S, and we're gonna explain why in a few minutes. Oh, when you get an S, I'm so excited. Yes, it's <laughs> S for sexy, S for cool. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it should be an S. It should be an S shape, and you want to make sure the color is normal because the color of the, of the poop tells you a lot about how you made it. At the end of the day, you can analyze your body really effectively by looking at what comes out of your body. Oh, really? And we want to get people comfortable with that. Okay. Okay, I'm very comfortable with it. <laughs> you are? You're so a comfortable the S person. Shape. So, okay. Okay, guys. Okay, how to say this tactfully. So if it comes, if, if, if it uh, is releasing itself in pieces, that's not good? You don't want that to happen because it means that by the time you finish digesting food, yeah. and food is a medicine for you, it helps you. By the time you finish digesting it, you don't have enough of it left to poop out in the right way. And probably it's hurt the organ, the colon, yeah. that has to process it. So pieces is bad. Pieces is bad, plop, plop is bad. <laughs> 
You want a full S. S and shh. <laughs> okay. Got that. Okay, okay, okay. And it can also be banana shaped. That's good too, isn't it? S shaped, banana shaped, as long as it has a curve to it oh. and it actually forms. You know fits. what? All these years I've been so excited about that. When that happened, <laughs> I didn't know. I just I didn't know that that was really such a good thing, but I'm like, yes! <laughs> when that happens. Okay. Millions of you watching are unknowingly uh, speeding up your aging clock every single day. We track down two viewers who represent a whole lot of people in this country. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. My name is Susan, and I am a busy working mother of three children. And the last person that I think about is myself. I'm quite constipated. I typically only go to the bathroom every five days. My stomach will feel crampy, and, and I... I don't feel well. I drink eight cans of diet soda a day, but never water. My favorite foods to eat are cookies, chips. I hardly ever eat fruits or vegetables. I hired a training hoping it would force me to exercise, but I often cancel. I'm just too busy. Both my father and my uncle have died of cancer, and my mother was just diagnosed with breast cancer. I heard there are some things you can do to lower your risk, but I don't have any clue what they are. My name is Maureen, and I'm 39 years old. I'm the mother of four, and my health is the last thing I have time for. I suffer from diarrhea, constipation, and hemorrhoids. My hemorrhoids feel so bad that it's like grapes hanging out of my rear. Sometimes they hurt so bad I can't get out of bed for two days. I eat a lot of fast food. I love fried chicken and fries, and I eat it at least four times a week. I never have any fiber. I don't drink any water. The only water to hit my mouth is when I'm brushing my teeth. I have trouble sleeping and have to take something every single night to help me sleep. My parents both died from heart-related diseases, and my family has a history of cancer. My husband begs me to see a doctor because he worries that something is wrong with me, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I really don't know why I have these health problems. <laughs> I mean, their bodies are screaming to them. Yeah. Help me, help me. Their big colon is saying, come, I need something from you. And they're not processing it. And I think part of the well, reason of all, for that... how's your poop? <laughs> <laughs> it's non-existent or tiny marbles. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Non-existent or tiny marbles are really bad. Tiny <laughs> marbles. <laughs> not good. Not good. Not, not, not good. Okay, so what do you want to say to her? The purpose, I think, of this show more than any other is to create a no-embarrassment zone. I'll give you yeah. an example. Yeah. The average male, and you probably already know this, has 14 episodes of passing gas a day. <laughs> Guess what it is for women? What? 14. <laughs> now, what does that mean? That means I've already passed gas a day, and so have you, and so has our hostess. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. That's what's supposed to happen. We need to figure out that and process it. So the plea to you is, is, is to figure out that it's not normal. You sort of had that epiphany already. And then let's take the steps that are required. Well, how not come hard. when it happens and everybody's always like so 
verklempt about it. It's like... Because uh, it's, it, it's embarrassing. Because it's embarrassing? That's why you need to know embarrassment. So we need to stay comfortable. Okay. And so smart people say, well, that's not really what's happening. It is. Okay, so you need to pass gas 14 times. You need to. Well, you want to. <laughs> you want to. Because if you weren't passing gas, you'd be all kind of bloated up, right? Exactly. It's something we usually don't discuss in polite conversation, but today we're tackling this important subject for our own good health. Here's what actually happens in your hard-working colon. So this is the small bowel, and it just processed some food, and it starts to get irritated, and it turns red. And that redness means that it's inflamed. And so this hurts you. This causes belly pain. Here's that same food bowl is pouring into the cecum. Now, a couple things are important here. The cecum is the atrium. It pulls all the food that you eat into the beginning of the large bowel. This okay. is a very important step. First of all, this is where the fluid, and it needs to be fluidy, can continue to get absorbed into your body. If it's too hard, it sticks into these little crevices. That's the appendix. Okay. And you get appendicitis because the stool sticks in there like clay okay. and can't get out. Okay. And more importantly, this is a diverticuli. Okay. It's a small outpouching. Think of an inner tube that has a little hole in it. Okay. When your bowel is pushing hard on something that is hard itself, it cracks. And these little outpouchings can kill you. Really? And, and they cause a lot of pain for a lot of folks, especially when they get past age 40. Okay. So let's go on now. This same bolus heads its way up, and as, as it's being pulled up, guess what happens to it? You suck the water out of it. The more water you suck out of it, the more it begins to look like poop. Look at that shape. It form fits to the rectum, and then pff, it lets it out. <laughs> now, couple things that are really important. I never thought I'd be discussed in this on TV. I never thought I would. <laughs> How often should a person poop? Well, the average person will probably poop once a day. And you know what? If you go once every two days, that's okay too, as long as you feel okay. But okay. if you're going once a week, that's not okay. Once now, a week, okay. These are yeah. what you described. They're hemorrhoids. If the stool going by there is like a rock, like uh -huh. cement, like Little a brick. marbles, tiny marbles. marbles. <laughs> okay. Okay. If tiny marbles go through there, they tear these, and that hurts, and they bleed. Oh, okay. And so it's, a you know, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's just the reality, and so it's a clue to you. Okay. Today, just for us, Dr. Oz brought along the best motivation in the world for anybody who has been ignoring his or her colon. Susan and Maureen, coming up. You can put those on, please. Thank you. Now, these are colons and small bowels from two people. This is normal. This is what a colon and small bowel looks like normally. This is a small bowel. Mm -hmm. This is a critically important part of your body. It's the most similar to our brain of any other organ. Your bowel is like your brain? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But, but the thing about the small bowel is it has those primitive messenger, those chemicals that tell the bowel how to work. Okay. If your bowel is not happy, those same chemicals influence your brain. A mm. lot of the discomfort we feel... Say that uh, again. If your bowel's not happy... Your brain isn't either. Your brain isn't either. Because the chemicals are the same. That's true. Yep. Because <laughs> your brain's saying, you got to do something <laughs> for me today. All right, let's go sit a while. Okay. So, if the food goes past here, then it goes through the small bowel into the colon. This is big because it's a constipated colon. Yeah. It couldn't push out the food. That's my colon! 
It couldn't push out the food until it stretches itself? Exactly. Yeah. And it starts to make these little holes. Oh. That's a diverticuli. I pointed that out. Right. Those outpouchings will come back to There's haunt you. There's a hole. You. There's right. a hole. And those outpouchings become filled with, with clay, with putty. You can't get it out anymore. And once it's there, it's like a pimple, but in your colon. In your colon. And that's painful. So according to Dr. Oz, when we ignore our colons, we are asking for trouble. Here's an actual colonoscopy of a patient who got the ultimate wake-up call. Dr. Oz, explain this procedure and walk us through what we're seeing This here. is done by a good friend of mine, John LaPook, and he's pulling the colonoscopy device out of the colon, and that is a cancer. You see how beautiful it looks like a tunnel up here? Yeah. It goes in through the rectum. It's a very quick study. It takes about 12, 15 minutes and can examine everything. And we're looking for this. It is actually the most important way to prevent colon cancer, yeah. an entirely preventable problem. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Today we're revealing information that I think you need to know that will make you healthier and younger. World-renowned heart surgeon Dr. Mehmet Oz is sharing the latest ways to turn back the clock on aging. So what do the millions of people watching who aren't pooping enough have to do well, the, to the, win their battle in the bathroom, <laughs> Dr. Oz? The, 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 key, the key lessons for pooping right are very simple fiber and water. You gotta drink about eight glasses of water a day, that's about 64 ounces, and you need to get about 25 grams of fiber. Here's and me she, you, you're only getting water when you brush your teeth, is that what you right. said? Oh, yeah. please. To spit, <laughs> to spit. <laughs> okay. The only water she drinks is when she spits, but we wanted you to drink water all the time. That's what you should have at your, at your desk side. High fiber comes in vegetable form, artichokes, lima beans, soybeans. It also comes in fruit forms. And you can get fruits that have lots of fiber, like grapefruit and blackberries and raspberries. And you can get fiber from whole grain breads uh, and other solutions like buckwheat and steel-cut oatmeal. And this ought to be part of the diet. It's not hard. It tastes good. Steel-cut oatmeal is my favorite thing. I agree. It's my mwah, mwah. <laughs> Don't you love it? Mwah. Don't you love it? It's great. Um, another big source of uh, fiber comes from a new healthy eating trend that's catching on across America. And I am such a believer in whole grains. I don't believe in the white stuff, but I do believe in whole grains, and I'm a steel-cut fan. You may have already heard about the health benefits of whole wheat bread and oatmeal, but now doctors say new whole grains like spelt, bulgar, and quinoa can reduce cholesterol and high blood pressure and even help prevent heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. They say that whole grains help flush fat and cholesterol out of your system and provide powerful antioxidants that help you stay healthier, look younger, and live longer. The USDA just recently recommended eating at least three servings a day. Here's a crash course in Whole Grains 101. When it comes to oatmeal, look for steel-cut or Scottish oatmeal. Multigrain bread does not mean whole grain. It's only whole grain if it says whole grain. My favorite is nine-grain bread. Stone ground, as in crackers, also does not mean whole grain. And wheat products like flour only mean they're made with mostly wheat, not whole grain wheat. Get it? Yeah, whole grains are gonna become what the carb craze has been. And I think whole grains are 
I mean, I love them because they, they're so filling. And I've eaten steel-cut oatmeal for years because it's just crunchier, you know? And it doesn't have a lot of calories, and yeah. it drags the food along so it can't become like putty until it gets to the very end. Is that what is that what the whole grains do? Yes. It absorbs a, the water out of the food? It's an insoluble fiber, so it pulls water with it, and it binds to all the other stuff you're eating that may not be so good for you and gets the whole bolus moving on. Really? What you don't want to do is leave the stuff in there for 5, 10, 12 days where it can decompose. <laughs> Oprah, meat. How, how do you digest meat? I don't know. It rots in your gut. No. Yes. That's how you digest it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the reality. That's... Oh, you know I know there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but that's yeah. how you digest yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have fiber, at yeah. least with the meat, it'll pull it along. Okay, you also say magnesium foods, right? Yes, foods rich in magnesium are important because it gets your bowel to move better. Okay. And good examples are beets, raisins, dates, soybeans. These are foods that your mom told you to eat. And guess what? The easy part of this message is all of these foods come out of the ground looking the way they look when you eat them. It's the only thing you have to remember. Does it look the way it looked when it came out of the ground when I eat it? Really? Because the process thing means it looked like something and then became something there, else. Yeah, there are no white bread plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also a magnesium supplement. Does that work for you? Absolutely. You can usually take about 400 milligrams of magnesium. If you are, you know, like the, your, your gynae always says that you need, if you get older, as you get older as a female, you need more calcium. And I was given calcium tablets, but I stopped taking them because of the constipation thing. Well, that's a great insight to your body because so you so, listened. So I try to make sure I get enough calcium from my foods. Yeah. And or add magnesium to the calcium. I never give calcium by itself. Really? Combine them together. They work better together. Okay. Dr. Oz says this next critical information can save your life. The most important number anybody ever needs to know is not your cholesterol or even your weight, even though we're so focused on the weight number. What is it? It's your blood pressure. Hands over heels. It's absolutely the most important number. Really? Okay, so what's a good blood pressure? The number you ought to have is 115 over 75. And if you're more than that, that actually is hurting your body. Really? So 120 over 80, which was last year's number. Well, 120 over 80 is close enough that you may spend a lot of time down below. But many people who are 120 over 80 spend a lot of their life at 135 over 80, and that's not good. That's not good. Okay, and what happens? Explain why that number is so important. What's so devastating about the number is that blood pressure is like the water coming out of your faucet. Water coming out of your faucet. Yes. It comes under a high pressure. Uh-huh. And you can see it. Yeah. But the body doesn't have tubing like a faucet. It has reactive tubing, especially women. Those tubes get smaller and bigger. Uh -huh. If you're under stress, they spasm down. Uh -huh. That drives the pressure up. Correct. So your blood pressure is going up and down all the time. If it's normally going up and down around a very high number, it damages the artery. Uh -huh. It turns the artery into a steel pipe instead of a nice capellini. Okay. Soft. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so blood pressure, high blood pressure causes stroke and, and heart, disease heart disease. And and it actually wrinkles your skin. Yeah. Crazy as that sounds. And it actually can lead to impotence and it can cause uh, dysfunctional orgasms. It can actually hurt sex drive. Well, let's get that pressure down. <laughs> let's get that pressure down, people. Just before the show, we tested the blood pressure of the 300 people in our audience. Okay, so where's Ruth C? Ruth C, we have your results, okay? You wanna tell her what it is? Well, your blood pressure uh, is 250 over 120. <laughs> now, uh, that's this number that scares me, and it ought to scare you. Uh, the scarier point, however, is that there are many, many Americans watching this show who have that exact same blood pressure. 
your family gave you genes that make those tubes spasm, using that sink analogy we had before. And we're gonna have to find a way of relaxing it more because that blood pressure, people have strokes, even if they're perfectly healthy, and they have heart attacks, even if their arteries are perfectly happy. And your heart will have to get thicker and thicker in order to push against that high pressure. All of those will shorten your life expectancy. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Oz brought along two organs to show us the dramatic effects of high blood pressure. This is what an aorta should look like. It's rubbery, it's flexible, it has that ability to open and close in response to stress and Boy, other things. the body things. is amazing. It just makes all kinds of little things. These are beautiful, plump, lima bean-shaped kidneys, which is what they're supposed to look like. Okay. Now, these kidneys are gnarled, beaten up, chewed up. Yeah. This kidney has been damaged by years of high blood pressure, and it's a chicken or the egg, because once it's damaged, it will also cause high blood pressure. And that's what having high blood pressure does, among other things, damages your kidneys. And that's why a lot of people end up needing kidney transplants or needing... Dialysis. So what are the best foods to fight high blood pressure? Well, the best foods are ones that have potassium in them. And, and these include bananas, uh, include avocados, peaches, watermelon, and baked potatoes with the skin on it. Yeah. So these are foods that have the ability to reduce blood pressure. Okay, are you getting old too fast? Dr. Oz says the number one reason people get old and sick before their time is because of their choices, not their genes. He says that 70 to 80% of how fast your body will age is absolutely in your hands. Really? Absolutely. There's no question about it. You have the ability to control your health destiny. Not 100%. But three-quarters of the odds that you're going to live a nice, healthy, long, and fun life are in your hands. Okay, according to Dr. Oz, chances are that out of the 300 people in this audience, 90% have cancer. 90? Well, and don't wow. even know it. Really? We think of cancer as a process that either you have or you don't have. The yeah. fact is, cancers happen when cells are born deformed. And because of that, you have to have ready-made mechanisms to cleanse your system. So you are preventing and killing cancer cells all the time. Oh boy, that is great information, Dr. Oz. Cancer cells are sociopathic cells. They don't get along with everybody else. They squish them and push them and, and edge their way into places they shouldn't be because they don't pick up the feedback that they're not wanted. Then they get hungry. They suck blood supply in from surrounding areas. That's how we're gonna cure cancer, by the way, to prevent this blood from getting there. And once it's well-fed, they spread. And they spread to areas where there's lots of blood. Dr. Oz says that there are three simple things you can take to reduce your chances of getting cancer by up to 50%. We want to know what that is. Well, those are, first of all, just to emphasize that 50% is a big number. 50 is huge. Yeah, but we have solid data. Now, I didn't make it. It's in the literature, but we got to popularize it. The first is folate. You can take it as a supplement or as a food, orange juice, spinach, pretty much any leafy green vegetable has folic acid or folate, and that fights cancer. So number two is vitamin D. Now, vitamin D is found in non-fat milk, which is what you should eat, not full-fat milk or drink, orange juice, and you can, of course, take supplements. And African-Americans, because of the slight skin difference in yeah, color, yeah, yeah. that's like SPF 500. Really? And you get vitamin D from the sun. Right. So especially if you live in northern latitudes, you're not getting enough vitamin D unless you take supplements. And if you're last, an African-American. Especially if you're an African-American. You're not getting enough vitamin no. D. And the last one, and this is a magic pill, and it's cheap and easy to take, is aspirin. Yeah. Not for your heart, but because aspirin can help prevent cancer. So is it aspirin or baby aspirin? It's two baby aspirin. Okay. Two baby aspirin. Now, doesn't that, isn't that supposed to also help your heart? It does help your heart as well. Aspirin has many, many helping elements. It helps your skin. Uh, it helps about anything you can imagine. It has some potential risks if people have sensitive stomachs. But for cancer, 
Got to be on it. That is amazing. Got that? What else can we do to re reduce our risk? One of the reasons that we focus on things like tomatoes and tomato yeah. sauce is because they're profoundly important in alerting, in, in, in helping you in a normal part of your life. Okay. In addition to, to tomato products are uh, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli. These are the things your mom told you to take. Cabbage, oh, yeah. Brussels sprouts, I'm feeling really good about myself because I eat all this stuff. I'm an artichoke, uh, broccoli, spinach. Really, I am Miss Healtharama. <laughs> Okay, so this is the question. Is coffee good or bad for us? Here's the answer. Coffee is good for you. Coffee is good? Now, let me be very precise. There used to be a, a, a substitute that was Yay, used. Yay, Starbucks! <laughs> How could, and it's good for us? Co coffee actually has been shown to reduce liver cancer. It's also been shown to be effective in, in Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. So there are a bunch of different places where coffee can play a role. The reason it got a bit of a bad name is because it does have side effects. Like, For example, migraine headaches, in my specialty of the heart, palpitations. So it can cause some side effects, but if you're not having them, coffee is reasonable. And we often say 24 ounces is a rational number. It's a drug. It's a drug. Caffeine's a drug. So just be aware of that. You can get withdrawal from it. But 24 ounces of coffee is a very reasonable thing to drink every day. Coffee's good for caca. Make sure, haven't you had a, like a strong cup of coffee and you immediately wanted to go caca? It's very good for poops. Very good. You could use it for time. <laughs> Dr. Oz, co-author of You, the Owner's Manual, is on the New York Presbyterian Hospital team that operated on President Clinton during his quadruple bypass operation. And the president told us about his life-altering health crisis. While in office, President Clinton underwent daily health screenings, but the test never showed he was on the verge of a major heart attack. When I got out of the White House, I began to have some tightness in my chest when I was vigorously exercising. But whenever I slowed down, it always went away. I thought, well, I'm just really exhausted. I didn't really think I would have a heart problem because I was not terribly overweight and I was in better shape than most people my age. On the other hand, I also had years and years and years of eating a high-fat diet, even when I was dieting. I didn't also maintain uniformly high levels of exercise. After a short business trip, President Clinton had a frightening wake-up call. As I got off the plane, I had a tightness in my chest unrelated to exercise. That was a dead giveaway that something was wrong. And so I went in the next day for the angiogram. I had four blockages, two were over 90%, two were over 70%. Had I not listened to my body, I probably wouldn't be doing this interview today. After two heart surgeries, President Clinton says he's made drastic changes in his life. I'm much more careful about what I eat, and I have resumed a vigorous exercise program. I'm convinced that if it hadn't been for the fact that I was in pretty good shape, I might not have survived it. And what heartfelt words does he have for his doctors? My main message to my doctors is thanks. They saved my life and I'm profoundly grateful to them. And all of those who were on the team, they were unbelievable. So you were on that team. Well, my, 
my partner, Dr. Smith, was the lead surgeon. Yeah. And he, the president has done well, but he's got some important messages for us. One of them is he picked up on his problems and he pushed for them to be cured. Second, he didn't take his medications the way they were prescribed. He thought he was better, so he stopped taking them. 50% of Americans don't take their medications the way they need to. 50%. Well, he was on medication before this happened. Yes, and his cholesterol numbers got better, so he figured, you know, I don't need to take them anymore. And the last lesson mm -hmm. is that he's the president of the United States and he's as well-tested as you can be. And that takeaway point is you cannot test for safety. You gotta live to be safe. As clean as your arteries are, and his were three months before this problem, they can become problematic if you're not taking the proactive, healthy living steps that we're talking about. Okay, and so what's the best test to see if your arteries are clear or not? Some of the newer CT scanners can give you images of the heart arteries that are quite clean, but the best test is a functional test. Exercise every day the same amount, roughly, or every week the same amount, and then figure out if you change from the norm. It's the difference from what used to be normal that could alert you that you've got a problem. Okay. What should we do to make our hearts stronger? Uh, there are some clear food guidelines, foods like garlic, onions, which have... Uh, Walnuts, I eat, oh boy, eat like walnuts. <laughs> salmon, there's my salmon. I, I call it Sammy. Absolutely. <laughs> I eat so much of it, it's a friend. It's Hi, right. Sammy, Sammy for lunch again. First okay. name basis. Yeah. The great thing about walnuts, by the way, and, and hazelnuts is they have omega-3 fatty acids. And here's the big trick. Put them in your refrigerator because any fat can become rancid. It can oh, get really? oxidized. So keep the nuts in your refrigerator at work. And when you feel a little hungry, just grab a couple. It'll make you feel less yeah. hungry yeah. and it's good for you. Almonds are also good. I see red wine too, so a little red wine? Red, red wine has a chemical in it called resveratrol, which is a very strong antioxidant, and that's also been shown to be heart healthy. Yeah, why is red wine better than white? Because the red wine has the material from the skins of the grapes. That's the resveratrol. The white wine has that skin stripped away. So ah. if you're gonna drink wine and you're gonna take the hit on calories, drink red wine. Thank you. Okay. We're now joined by Dr. Michael Roysens. His anti-aging research has made international headlines. He and Dr. Oz co-authored the new book, You, the Owner's Manual. Dr. Roysen, we want to know what foods we should be eating every single day. You want to eat a handful of nuts every day. That's right. And, and walnuts and almonds Got are it. excellent. You want to eat five handfuls of fruits and vegetables every day. Okay. Then you want some whole grains and yeah. some whole grain cereal. And don't make the mistake of whole wheat being whole grain, because there is a difference, correct? Absolutely. That's right, it should say whole grain. And then as we move on, things we should have, if you will, three times a week are uh, this fish. Is, yeah, I'm confused about fish, that's why I stick with Sammy. Sammy the salmon? And, and Sammy is here, and yeah. it's a great, and you want lion Because there was caught. this whole thing about mercury in the fish, and I don't know which fish has the mercury, which one doesn't. Aren't you confused? We're so confused. Help us. Well, well, these are the these are the great fish to have. Okay. Okay, so it's tilapia. Tilapia. Salmon. Salmon. Flounder or cod. Uh-huh. And mahi-mahi. Okay, good. So those are the fish that have no, uh, none of the toxic chemicals, none of the PCBs, and very low content of mercury. Okay, and we eat this how often? Three times Three a week? Three times a week. Three times a week. Good, then, I do. I do. Yeah. Sammy's my friend. I'm having Sammy for lunch. Okay. <laughs> um, tomatoes are very good. Love it. Now, now, they decrease cancer and they decrease arterial aging. Heart disease, stroke, memory loss, impotence, wrinkling of the skin. Um, you know, we think a small town should be named after aspirin. 
it's really? that important. Really? You know, 162 and a half milligrams. But a, but a whole country should be named after tomatoes. Really? Um, because but they're that good. They're that good. For and you, you want cooked tomatoes. Cooked tomatoes. Raw tomatoes takes 165 raw tomatoes to equal 10 tablespoons of tomato sauce. So it's much easier to have tomato sauce. No, and so you, should you do it yourself, or is it the kind you buy in the can? Is that as good for it, you as what you... Any kind you want, as long as it's cooked, and you want to eat it with a little olive oil or a little healthy fat, because ah. it's much better absorbed with it. <laughs> so... We want to know what we should drink. We heard eight glasses of water because it moves the poop. And it helps move the poop and, and gives you better hydration. It actually cuts down on wrinkles, too, because you hydrate your skin when you take this internally. Yeah, there is a reason for drinking. Because there was some study out I heard that said you didn't have to drink eight glasses, but you should. It, you want eight glasses of fluid, yes. Okay, okay, okay. What else? What else should we be drinking? And obviously the glass of red wine. Yeah! Or, or... <laughs> yeah. And, and then skim milk or milk substitute. Okay. You need the vitamin D and the calcium that it gets. So I you thought can I was going to take it in a little pill. Well, you can get it in fortified orange juice, or you can get it in a vitamin pill. Okay. Now, you told us you stopped taking the vitamins and the I calcium. I stopped everything. Right. But it's very important. There are two vitamins that really are as, as good as tomatoes and ha should have a, a country named after them. Okay. They're folate, yeah. decreases arterial aging, decreases blood pressure, and decreases cancer rates. Will Remember it say 50%? folate on the yes, thing? Yes, it it's says either say... folate or folic acid. They're the same. Okay. Okay. And you want 800, 800 micrograms a day. Mm -hmm. And then vitamin D, you want 400 international units a day. Those two together 400. decrease cancer rates substantially. Okay, I just couldn't take one whole multivitamin and be done with it? You can. Okay. Okay. And this is a great multivitamin because it has the right amounts of folate and vitamin D in it. Okay. Now, there's one complexity. So if I take this, I don't need the folate and the vitamin D. Separately. Okay. Now, <laughs> there, there, is, there is one... I'm just trying to get myself straight. Y'all worry about yourself. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the thing straight, okay? Now, really, the other thing you want to take, which you told us you weren't, yeah. was calcium and magnesium. Yeah. So I said I stopped the calcium because it was making tiny marbles. Right, and, and, so, and so what you want to do is add the magnesium to the okay. calcium to make which sure... Which that is not in here. Not enough. Not enough, okay. Okay. And I need to take the calcium separate from this, or is there enough calcium in here? Well, you don't absorb more than 600 at once. Okay. So since women need 1,200 milligrams, you should take it at least six hours apart from this. Okay, okay. Because I really, I can't have a lot of pills. You know, you go out to dinner with people and they got their little pill packet and they're sitting there taking that. That's very confusing, very confusing. But everybody needs folate. And everybody needs D. If you're African-American, you really need D. Exactly. Okay, because we don't have what it well, takes Well, you've to... got SPF 500 on your skin. That's right. Huh? Yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it keeps the wrinkles away. Keeps but the it... wrinkles away, yeah. But it also allows, keeps you from uh, absorbing allows, the sun's rays. Right. Okay. Moving on to the skin. What are the three uh, letters everybody should know? They're, they're, they're alpha hydroxy acid, AHA. Okay. So glycolic alpha hydroxy acid doesn't cost very much. Yeah. But it fools your skin into thinking it needs to rejuvenate itself. And so it produces new skin, which makes you look younger. It does? So that's, that's the great. Now, there's one other trick. Remember? It really does? It really does. 
there are three other letters. Yeah. Doctors know of aspirin as ASA. Yeah. Um, acetylsalicylic acid. Yeah. So if you don't get AHA, or even if you do, you should take that two aspirin, two baby aspirin a day, because they stop inflammation in your skin, which means you look younger. Inflammation is the largest cause of our wrinkling of the skin. So aspirin and AHA. And AHA is in the products that we buy, Correct. right? And it will say that, right? It says alpha hydroxy acid, right? Yeah, I didn't know if that was really true or not. So is all that other skin stuff um, a myth? Well, it does smell nice. Yeah. And, and, and it does represent a transfer of money from your wallet to theirs. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't do much else. Okay. Thank you, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. 